Well, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it might be where you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and welcome to Rama's Weekly Podcast here with Tony McKinnon. He's back from Georgia. How was Georgia, Tony? Georgia was good. Still don't know how to count, so, you know. Still don't know how to vote either. Still don't know how to vote or count. Yeah, we had a good Christmas? Had a good Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. And a happy New Year. Yeah. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running, you? yeah. Well, my Christmas, New Year's been awesome, and 2021 is going to be the most awesomest year ever, and we're all excited about what God's doing. Amen. You know, and it's it's not about our government, not about anything. It's about putting our trust and our faith in God, you know, because God will never let us down and never fail us. Yep, the government's on his shoulders, not the politics. Amen. Uh, once again, you guys out there, we also now are on Facebook and on Instagram, so we want you to follow us at Rama Podcasts there on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to email us some podcast at rhema.org um let us know what's going on uh, how much you like the program how much you don't like the program and um you know we'll get back to you so anyway um today tony on today's program um we have a very interesting character you we, might say yeah very interesting, very interesting. no we, we have with us um uh, john grunwald and, and john has been very involved here at rhema um he's over well, half of the world, I guess. Well, you actually left out his title. He's Pope John. Pope John. Yeah. <laughs> Pope John. No, John is um is over um is over Rama, Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. So, John, welcome to the program. Hey, great to be here with you guys. Yeah. So, how's it feel being over half the world? Well, it's only a third. <laughs> only a third. So it's uh, in the beginning, it was kind of overwhelming, and. Uh, I think it was you that had that bright idea. So over the years, it's kind of grown, and you know, the only way you can take care of that much real estate is with a lot of a lot of other good people. That's true. Yeah. So, so John, tell us, uh, like your Rama story. You know, how did you end up here at Rama Bible Training College, and you know, then finally end up in, in Europe and yeah, and what sure. you're doing there? Yeah, for me, it was um, it wasn't one of those things that I thought, hey, I want to become a minister someday. And so I'm going to go find a Bible school. I had never thought about that because I didn't grow up in church. I came from a family that had a alcoholic mother and a workaholic father. I was never sure if one caused the other, but I had both. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, I got saved a week after I graduated from high school and spirit filled three years later. And then two years later, I ended up coming to Rama. But Uh, A friend and I, when we were, what, 21 or so years old, we bought a house together, a little dumpy house. Uh, No reason that we could even afford it, but we did at the time. And uh, I was sitting out in the front yard one day, and I just said, Lord, it seems like there's something you want me to do. And, of course, that's true for everybody. But for me, I was talking about me. And and as soon as I said that, I didn't hear any words on the inside, but I knew I should go to Bible school. Well, it would have been easier if he'd have just said Rhema. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he made me walk that out. And the church that I was a part of then, it, uh, was, it was a charismatic church, and the pastor had come from Christ for the nation. And so I just kind of, you know, logically assumed that maybe that's the path I would follow too. And they had singing groups from Christ for the Nations come through every year, and there were good-looking girls in there. What more confirmation would you need <laughs> about where to go? Um, but then there were two guys from, this was Greeley, Colorado, that came so, back. So you grew up in Colorado? No, I grew up in Wisconsin and moved to Colorado when I was 15. All right. And uh, 
So graduated high school there, went to the University of Northern Colorado, and the one day one of the guys that had come back from Rama walked into my office. My dad was a real estate broker, and I, I sold real estate, and he um, he just stood in the doorway and he said, John, you need to go to Rama. And I wasn't super impressed with him at that time. I didn't know him that well. And I just thought on the inside, I won't tell you the exact words I was thinking, <laughs> but I was kind of thinking, well, I don't know if I want to go to Rama because I don't know if I want to turn out like you maybe. Yeah. And uh, I'd heard Brother Hagen on the radio, but that's all. I'd never seen him live at that time. And uh, so anyhow, those words just stuck with me. Uh, I was just, it was like the Holy Spirit had set him. You know how that is. And I couldn't shake it. And so I finally left the idea of applying to Christ for the nations, and I applied to uh, Rama. And, you know, did all the, send in your pastoral recommendation, your friend recommendations, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. So I called down to Rama and said, hey, uh, it's like two weeks before school starts, and uh, I haven't heard anything. And the young lady at the time said, well, let me look. So she looks through. She goes, well, we're missing one of your uh, recommendations. I said, well, who do you have them from? So it was like one of my good friends hadn't turned it in. <laughs> so I drove down to his office and said, uh, hey, uh, you still got that recommendation? He digs through his stack. He worked with mortgages and dug through his stack, found it. I said, could you like get that sent in today? And uh, this was way before email. This is the fall of 1979. Mm. And he sent it in. I got accepted. And I had never mentioned to my dad that I had even applied. Oh, wow. That's how'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was very disappointed. Mm. Uh, it happened that, you know, interest rates were very high. They were like 16 and 17% right then. And it was a perfect year to take off. Hardly anybody was selling anything. And uh, so my idea was just go to Rama for a year and come home and sell real estate again. And so anyhow, I ended up. Now, now, at that time, Rainbow was just a one-year program, correct? Right. It, there, was a, there was a second year, but it wasn't mandatory. And, okay. and if I'd have been smart, I'd have stayed here and gone at least another year. I <laughs> should have gone to second year. That was, you know, you realize that later on. And uh, we ended up moving back here. We didn't end up going back to school. Michelle ended up working here then. Michelle and I met here at Rama. The year that we went to school, fall of 79, was the largest, I think, first-year class they ever had. There was over 1,600 that started and 1,487 that graduated, I think. And it was just, it was, it was fun. It was amazing. Uh, two other guys and I ended up being the first car in the parking lot most every morning. <laughs> and in those days, you had to be standing at the door when they were unlocked. And if you didn't learn how to run walk and throw <laughs> your Bible onto the seat you wanted, you were sitting in the back of the class. So it was it was exciting, and I I knew so little, and I would sit there in class sometimes, and they would teach something, and I there were words I didn't even know. I'd look around the room and go, "Does everybody else know what they're talking about?" Because <laughs> I feel like I missed two weeks of class, and uh, it so changed my life because uh, I'd had zero foundation of Bible in me, mm. you know, just a little that I'd grown yeah. in up till that point in time, and. So it was, it was a great experience just getting here and coming here. I knew it was God's leading to come to Rama. Never doubted that, never have doubted that. 
it was, you know, which is, it's interesting, you know, through the years when we've been teaching school in, in Europe, uh, and we'll come to that part, I guess, but I would notice people on both sides of the class crying. And you'd see the, and you'd, you knew them by then, and you know that one was crying because of the revelation they were receiving, and it was life-changing. And the other person is crying because it was their last hope was to come to Bible school and get something turned around in their life, and it still wasn't turning around. Wow. So you saw both of those. Well, I was the one that was probably sitting in class crying because of the light and yeah. the revelation, and I just couldn't get enough of it at that point in my life. I was, what, 22 years old when I was here and hungry, hungry, hungry. And the last thing that I was looking for was a girlfriend or a wife and uh, ended up running into Michelle. She was in my group. We had, I think the groups were all around 200 people at that time. And, uh, you know, we talked. I didn't have any money to go on dates, so that was probably good. But uh, <laughs> a date was going to the prayer meetings. <laughs> Well, doing that, something that was safe so i, I think it's interesting that, that you said when you came to rama you weren't planning to go in ministry or anything like that right. and, and so you know there's people out there listening to this podcast and like thinking well i don't think i'm a minister but i don't know what god's plan is for my life and you know i don't think it would hurt anybody to come to rama to learn more about the bible you know yeah. so we encourage you to check out rbtc.org rama.org and and check out rama um there, there's some place in there you can you can read about it whatever and you can fill out some information and we'll we'll get back to you and, and talk to you about rama plus we have rama college weekends coming up in april and in fact and we're just getting ready to actually to our our spring intake here at rama yeah. um, which is something new i mean obviously back whenever whenever you went um even when, when Tony and I went as well, you had to come in the fall. Oh, yeah. but, but now you can go in the fall or the spring, which the spring actually starts in January, which kind of makes no sense. Yeah, it's a college thing. College thing. Yeah. You know, but I think it's interesting, though, because you said you, you didn't feel called to the ministry per se. You no. just felt called to go to Bible school and learn more about the Bible. Yeah. And I, I, that's kind of been interesting to me all my life. And I don't know if, if I was just probably that dense spiritually at the time, too. Well, I didn't know I, but I had no background in thinking about ministry. Yeah. So it wasn't a reason, but I definitely knew I should come to Rhema to go to Bible school. And I don't know if Brother Hagen ever said this or not. I have given him credit for about the last 30 years. <laughs> but uh, it's, I tell people often, you know, everybody should take a season of life just to study the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in a perfect world, I think we should come back here every five years and take another year. Yeah. Just to refresh ourselves and stay sharp. But uh, so, yeah, I came and uh, I, I would say that in the way that God speaks to us through his word and just little things through that year, he did speak to me about some things in ministry. And I have to tell you, I wasn't very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't have a desire to go into ministry. And I loved the business world. And that's where I wanted to stay. And my... I kept trying to make a deal with God about those kind of things. And, of course, you know, that never works. <laughs> uh, but I was always like, God, I will make the most money, give the most money. Uh, I'll be an usher in church. I'll do whatever you want. But please don't make me get behind the pulpit. And part of that was it's a personality thing, right? Because I am basically, if you looked at my personality profile, I'm an introvert. And... So that was something that had to overcome. Just after I got saved, 
the, the I got saved with a group that really had been a fellowship of Christian athletes group in high school. People had, been invi- had invited me for two years to come to that Wednesday night Bible study at, at in high school, and I said no every time. And you know, finally, some things happened. It was I had a I was helping a friend build a horse barn for his dad just you know those last couple of months before we graduated from high school, and he. Uh, uh, we could only work after schools and on weekends. So, you know, you're trying to hurry out there after school. I had some kind of doctor's appointment one day, and I go up to the doctor's office, and I think it was only three stories, but get in the elevator to come down to get to my car, and I'm thinking about getting out to work. And uh, this guy gets in the elevator with me. And, you know, I'm older. He could have been in his 30s at that time when you're 17. Yeah, 30 looks old. 30 looks old. Yeah. So he's just got this funny look and staring at me all the way down. And, of course, if you're 17 and unsaved, what are you thinking? That's what I was (laughs) thinking, too. And he follows me like a shadow out to my car. No key fobs in those days. You actually had to unlock it. And he uh, he comes right up to the car right behind me. He goes, "Uh, hey, do you have a minute? I'd like to share something with you. I said, not really, but go ahead. (laughs) I was at least I was raised to be polite. And uh, so he I don't remember much else he said, but the, the fact that Jesus changed his life and he would change mine. Now, I've had my friends in high school witnessing to me for two years. I said, whatever, got in the car, drove off, and didn't think anything about it. Well, two weeks later, same deal, in a hurry to get out to work. I had to go get something at the sporting goods store, drove downtown. Just as I'm getting back in the car, there's a guy standing behind me, different guy. Different guy. (laughs) Different guy. He says, excuse me, do you have a minute? I'd like to share something with you. I said, not really, but go ahead. And he, he said Jesus changed his life, and he would change mine. I mean, exact wow. same words. <laughs> uh, this is how God knows how to reach people, because a lot of my friends had talked to me over the years and said, well, what's going to happen when you die? And I said, well, I, saw, I suppose I can go to the cemetery like everybody else. And they said, no, heaven or hell. I said, I don't believe in heaven or hell, so it means nothing to me. Right now, to some people, that, that touches their heart. To me, it didn't. Um, what I was more interested in was seeing that life could be changed from the way I grew up in a home with an alcoholic and a workaholic. And my mother was abusive verbally, physically, all those kind of things, you know, and you just, you don't want to, I didn't want to carry that forward. Yeah. So I was looking more, you know, internally for a change in life. And so when these guys come along and say that Jesus changed their life and he'll change mine, well, after the second one, it got me thinking. So I go out to work that day, and we were shingling the roof, and the guy that I was working with happened to be the leader of the, uh, the Bible study at school. And so I said to him that day, I said, Jeff, let me tell you something that happened. So I told him what happened, and I said, isn't it coincidence that two people would say the exact same thing in two weeks? Never looked up at me, just kept working, because, yeah. That's a real coincidence. <laughs> and that's, a th- I think, the moment that I opened my heart, finally. After yeah. all the things I'd heard, uh, I, I, it made me wonder, is there something out there bigger than I see? And so before we left that night, he said, John, why don't you come to Bible study tonight? And I said, you guys have been asking me that Bible study for two years, and I mumbled around and wouldn't commit. And he goes, well, what about next week? I said, I'll come next week. He said, you promise? I said, if I said I will, I will. And so I went the next week, and it was at one of the girls' house. 
that was in our class, and her dad was a dentist. They had a nice big room, and when we walked in, there was probably 70 high school kids in there. And I said to somebody, is, is uh, there always this many people here? And they said, no, not always. Well, I didn't know that they'd been praying for me for two years, that group. <laughs> wow. And the word got around that the atheist kid was finally coming. <laughs> and uh, so they had it set up, and a college guy was there, and he was giving his testimony. Well, I'd never heard anybody stand up in front of anybody and give a testimony before. This is all new to me. And he asked if anybody wanted to receive Christ, and I didn't. At the, you know, I didn't go, you know, raise my hand or anything, but I did go to that Bible study every week then. And so it was maybe six weeks until we graduated high school. And then that Bible study went on for seven years afterwards, wow. just separately. But a week after high school, the, it was small then because a lot of people had dispersed for the summer. And the guy who was teaching that night, he taught about who we are in Christ. And I just sitting there staring thinking, what are you talking about? It was like a whole nother language, who you are in Christ. And I could tell, I was sitting there and I could tell that my head didn't understand anything, but my heart was being drawn to it. And I think it was right there. I'd made the decision that I was going to receive Christ. And that I went, I moved out of my parents' house the day I graduated from high school. I didn't care if I had to live in a car. I wanted to live in a place of peace. And so I rented an apartment with two other guys, and it was a dump. And so I went back to my own room that night in June of 1974, and I, and I had had my first talk with God. And I told him, I said, nobody told me really how to pray. I just said, God, I'll give you my life if you're as big as everybody says you are. But if you can't change my life, this is going to be a short experiment. Well, I don't think no. that scared him. <laughs> and here we are 46 years later, and I guess it worked. So, uh, but that was the start of all that. And there was this, I just had this insatiable hunger to know more about God and know God. And, you know, that's what led to getting spirit filled. And, and Rama then was a part of that journey for me. And yeah. I didn't realize what a big part it would become. So, uh, but getting the foundation of sitting here at that point in time for nine months was revolutionary for me. Yeah. And that's why I, I really encourage anybody. I said, what do you got to lose by coming and trying it out? It's, it's going to change your life. You're going to be a better person, a better husband, a better wife, a better child, parent. It's going to make you better at all those things because spiritual growth cures all sorts of kinds of problems. Yes, it does. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it's it's not hard for me to sell what we have here. Yeah, you know, I think one thing you said, you said some strange man or two strange men actually came and you know talked to you. You know, how many times have we prayed for believer for believers to come by our our, our relatives or our friends' path? Yeah, you know, but that really happened to you, and I'm sure it happens to, to many people. And sometimes we don't really even think, well, how, how can God send somebody who you don't know? To, to 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 urge you or, or or nudge you i mean they didn't get you saved no they just talked about how good god is and you know and and i feel bad about that now i rejected both of them yeah you no know? <laughs> no obviously they could have you know maybe led you that but you know sometimes we don't always have to get people saved sometimes we can just be that little nudge yeah that little thing you know to say you know what god is good you know you know 
maybe just saying something like God bless you or, you know, I, I just, before I was recorded here, I went to Chick-fil-A and, um, you know, I know a lot of people at Chick-fil-A are Christians and, and I mean, I, of course, Chick-fil-A, you know, they have this drive through where you, you have this person, that person, every person there said, 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 you know, have a blessed day. Yeah. You know, they kept on, you know, talking about the, the word blessed and, and, you know, just, just simply something like that can, can nudge us forward. We, we never know where people might be, yeah. but, but like you said, um, you know, sometimes young people, when you talk about heaven and hell, I mean, they're not thinking about death, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about their life right now. And, and it's really not about what happens after their life. They just want to change their life. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want to go through what they've gone through. And, you know, when the world that we live in with so many broken homes and, you know, so much turmoil in the family and, you know, obviously that's not God's plan. And, and I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of people are at that situation and they're kind of like, kind of like you, they're, they're like, man, you know, I, I just want to see a better way. Yeah. And the first step is you got to receive Christ and, and then renew your mind. And yeah. that's, you know, if, if you if you aren't in a place where you can get that, and some local churches aren't good at it, yeah. if you aren't in a place where you can get that, Rhema is definitely a place where you can. Yeah. It's, uh, I, how, do you, how do you really explain to somebody what happens by putting nine months of the word into you? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you mentioned, you know, you felt like they were using a language you didn't even know. Um, and, and, and maybe so, maybe there's different sides to that. Back then, I know we were, we were, um, a lot of folks coming off of the charismatic yeah. move and with a certain maybe level of pre-knowledge, but, um, but then too, you know, all of us don't know no. certain things and we've gotten better at Rama over the last 20 years, I'd say at, uh, with our curriculum. Uh, anybody can start in that first year core curriculum with no knowledge and come come through that basic foundation and then the further we go second year and then if you want to stay a third year fourth year and go into a, a specific focus yeah. uh, I think we've gotten good at it if I do say so yeah and I, I think that you know we, we've endeavored to to see these people that have come who really have no foundation. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting sometimes when, when we tell Bible stories, they don't even know them. Yeah. They don't right. know, you know, I didn't, yeah, you probably <laughs> didn't know any Bible stories. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you might be saying nursery rhymes and you would think the same yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And, and I think that, you know, we've kind of come full circle. We're kind of like that, you know, right now. And, you know, people come and they don't have any knowledge. And I think sometimes it's easier to teach someone who has no knowledge than it is to some teach someone who, right. who has some warped knowledge or, you know, may, maybe partial knowledge or, 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 you know, some, they don't have a bunch of junk to unlearn. Yeah. yeah. They, don't, uh-huh. they don't have to unlearn anything. You know, they can yeah. learn. Yeah. I didn't. But then, you know, it was funny, you know, you sit in a class like Cooper Beatty, and now everybody listening to this doesn't know who Brother Cooper was, but he was, was it Old Testament? Uh, they did Old Testament survey. And he taught that so fast without looking at a note that I thought he was lying. <laughs> I thought there's no way anybody could remember all those people in that order. Uh, and I couldn't take notes that fast. Yeah. But, uh, so I don't, you know, it's, you know, we... We ended up moving to Germany in 1993, and uh, we didn't know the language there either. Mm. 
So you know what you do, then you learn it. Yeah. Just like when you come into Christ or into the church, there is another language there. And if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna excel in it, you're gonna have to learn the language. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's good and bad in language inside church and out. But um, so I that wasn't disappointing to me coming here that I didn't understand it. It just showed me I didn't know it. Yeah. 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 And I think something else you also said about you said that this young man was was talking about who you are in Christ. You know, sometimes like, well, I, I don't even know who I am, much less who I am in Christ. And, and so that's the thing is when you hear those kind of things, you know, and we hear that a lot. That's kind of a Christian, you know, you know, thing, but it's who we can become in Christ. You know, it's our choice whether we become that or not. You right. know? And that's why you talk about having the you know, renewing of our mind and and things. But but I just believe that Rama Bible Training College is a place to get a foundation because you cannot determine what God wants for your life until you have a foundation of who he is and, and, and you know, and how much he loves you and, you know, and, and how he wants you to prosper and be in health and things like that. RBTC.org, you know, is a place to go. You know, 2021 might might be a great year. You know, maybe your 2020 was not as well as it could have been. And, and you're kind of at a crossroads, like, what do I do now? Um, maybe some of you have, have unfortunately lost your job or, or are you looking to, to make a career change? And so Raymond Bible Training College is, is, you know, is a place that you should come and learn more about the, the gospel. And, you know, I believe that our students today are more like John was. I mean, you know, they seem to be more excited about the things of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's really, it's it's really, I think it's easier to learn when you see more people excited. It is. Because when you show up at a, at a, a place and everyone's just kind of just sitting there and all bored and, you know, not paying attention, you know, like, well, you know, I mean, I, I've, I'm a college graduate and I had some classes and to tell you, I, I got oh, yeah. nothing out of. Yeah, I bribed my way through part of college, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had I had one class where the the professor was a young you know, individual just right out of college himself, and I don't think he ever turned around from from the blackboard. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he was, yeah. it was a math class and I'm good at math. And I'm like, this is, I'm a waste of time. I, I got a book. I mean, cause all, all you're doing is showing me, he was just real nervous and things. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, but Rainbow's not like that. No, you know, no, our, our, our teachers are passionate about what they teach and they embody uh, that truth. And so, yeah, it's not boring. No. It's an interesting thing over the years. You know, there's been different groups of instructors and some have become fairly well known and people think well but they're not there anymore and i think that um you know god has always been good and gracious and amazing at the people he's brought to raymond to teach not just here but around the world yeah and i think that you know but you listen to the people here now and i think the teaching here is as good as it has ever been yeah so that anybody that comes now they miss nothing by not coming 10 20 30 yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah, this is the time for them to do it, and the instructors are are great, and so yeah, I don't, you, I don't think you can lose. No, no, you know, and Craig, you touched on something a while ago off of what John had said about in Christ. Um, I was teaching this morning and read a quote to my class from George McDonald, and he said, "Because we are the sons of God, uh, we must become the sons of God," and you know this. It's one thing to, as John, as that age out of high school there, came to Christ. 
but there was some time before he actually, even though he was a son of God, it took you a while to be, actually become who 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 you who you became. <laughs> who you were still becoming. Yeah, we all, all are. It's yeah. it's one is a reality and the other is an identity. Yeah, uh, and 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 you can find out that kind of stuff here at Rama. And if you don't know what you're supposed to do with your life, uh, there's no better place to get that sorted out than under the Word of God. Yeah, and I think something else you mentioned because um, we have a lot of Rama graduates who listen to this program. You know, I think it's good. Like you said, you know, obviously they can't come back for another nine months. But but you know we have it you know worked out that you can come for for two weeks as an alumni. Yes, you can, and you yeah. can come and attend classes. And, and plus, I think it's really important to come, to come one to our, our our meetings. Maybe you know maybe homecoming, which is a winter arrival seminar, which is coming up um, February the fourteenth. That's Valentine's Day. You can spend your Valentine's with each and every one of us. We'll we'll all be here on with Valentine's the family. Day. Yeah, with the family on Valentine's Day. And so yeah. you know let let us be your sweetheart. Yeah. So, and you mentioned the alumni. There's yeah. hardly a day that goes by I don't have at least one or more in in some of my classes yeah come, come back to get a refresher pick up on some things you know uh yeah and, and i know a lot of alumni that live you know in the oklahoma area you know, it's it's a lot easier but you know what you can you maybe you're out there and you're in california or you know you know you can come back um and i know people say well i don't want to take a week vacation in, in oklahoma i mean you know well, you were here for a couple of years anyway. <laughs> you survived, and, and and I tell you what, sometimes um, if we'll just shut off, you know, what we're doing and and happen to do about, you know, and quit thinking about all the stuff and just let God minister to us. Right. And I tell you, man, it's it's amazing yeah. what what will happen. Um, you know, you know, it's if people are struggling in their marriages, if they're struggling with their health, I don't think there's much anything better they could do than even come and sit back here for a week or two in class. And, and I don't care which class it is. God will work with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll settle you. It'll give you perspective again. It'll give you faith on how to deal with something. It might correct you. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you can wonder, struggle, fret, worry, fight, and do all the other things. Or you can come and sit under the Word again. And yeah, it'll change you. I mean, I, I know for, for a fact that... I've been teaching, you know, my class and I have a little more freedom to do it than other people. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I just feel led to read a verse or, or something was not even in my in my notes at all. And I've had one of our graduates come back, you know, so I've been sitting in the back and, you know, what you said today it was exactly yeah. what I needed, yeah. you know, and it wasn't. You know, something I was planning on doing, and and um, my well, the the Holy Spirit will inspire us, and yeah. we're not all just so locked into what we're doing. If we make ourselves available to Him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, He He speaks people through us yeah. in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, and so so Rama changed your life, definitely did, uh, and I'm, enough so that I've spent a big part of my life yeah. uh, replicating yeah. it around the world. Yeah. Actually, um, we'll have John with us our next program. We're going to talk more about what, what John is doing today, but we're going to go ahead and, and sign off. But first of all, if you don't know what God's plan is for your life, or maybe you want to know more about the Word of God, we just want to encourage you to go to rbtc.org and learn more about Raymond Bible Training College. Also, we would love to hear from you. Um, to just email us at um, raymapodcast at rayma.org, Um and that's our H-E-M-A. And, um, you know, we're, we're just so excited about what God's plan is for your life. And, you know, here at Rama, we're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. world.